Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're very welcome to Late Lunch this Monday afternoon. Hope you had a lovely weekend. God, wasn't the weather just brutal? That storm, yes, Stephen, it was something else. But good news, the week ahead is looking quite reasonable. Not a lot of rain. Two weeks today, 1.30 in the afternoon. Some people will be sitting down to their... Christmas dinners, I'd say, around this time. Some have it mid-afternoon, some later in the day. The turkey, I can nearly just smell it already as it roasts away in the oven. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait two weeks today. Isn't it fantastic? And I'll tell you, I was up in Dublin uh, yesterday, or down in Dublin, whatever you like to say. I used to say we go up to Dublin, even though it's south of where we are here in Drogheda. But anyway, uh, what a wonderful day I enjoyed in the city. I'm going to tell you more about that a little bit later on. If you want to get in touch with us on the show, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text are the usual numbers. Lots of guests chat music music and more besides over the next couple of hours. We are watching the toy show this year. Uh, it was fantastic. I, I did say it at the time. I thought the show went back to what it should be. More about children, more about toys and not a song and dance extravaganza. And there were lots of toys featured. But one we're going to talk about for the next while on the show is called Cube Fun. And the woman who invented it is on the line. Catherine Kincaid, welcome to Late Lunch. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Great to talk to you on the show today. Well, 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 when CubeFun... Here's the thing about CubeFun. Isn't this right? You did submit it, was it a year ago to the Toy Show, but it didn't get featured. Was that it, yeah? Yes. Well, it went in and it was sat on the table, Jerry, and we could see it sitting on the table. Mm. But none of the kids picked it up to play with it. Um, and off the back of that, I got loads of um, traffic to the website from them obviously just seeing it and then looking on the RT Toy Show website that tells you everything was featured. I didn't get one sale, Jerry, last year. Oh, did you feel like throwing your hat at it? I did, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you did. What disappointment. But it couldn't have been more different this year because it was picked up by a young fella called Stevie and he played with it and he loved it. My God, you saw the response nearly immediately, didn't you? Oh, immediately. The orders just started coming in. Jerry, I couldn't believe it. And I thought, I went to my bed, you know, after that. It was nearly 12 o'clock or whatever. And mm. I thought, I'll go into the bed. I'll have a few, or, a few orders to post out in the morning. I'll get them sorted or whatever. Well, I woke and it was, no, it wasn't a few orders. Um, and they kept coming all day on the Saturday. Um, and I started gathering up the orders. And I thought, how am I going to post all these with Royal Mail? There was so many. Mm. So in my wisdom, Jerry, I thought, you know what? I'll drive myself to Donegal. I'm based here in Balmina, but I am a dairy girl. Um, and I thought, I'd kill two birds with one stone, I'll drive up, take all the load up in the end post, and I'll call it and say my mom, because we literally live on the border anyway. So mm. 
that's what I did on the Monday. Packed the car, filled it up with all my kids, and away off. And I went, and Paul, we'll get there in no time. Direct, great, happy customers, everybody be great. God, within a week there, and I said, literally, my days are spent answering emails saying, where's my order? I posted that on the 27th of November. Like, I posted the Monday after the toy show. And people still uh, hadn't got them days and days later. Yeah, still haven't got them days and days later. And I was like, oh my goodness, what are you, what are you, you know, you're on your own, Jerry, and I'm replying to the emails, trying to do my best to try and reply to everybody and explain that I actually drove into and post to get them direct to get them within the country rather than relying on Royal Mail because they're, not say the word, but anyway, um, they aren't great either. So I thought I what I had thought was a good thing. But when I kept getting emails and emails, I thought I can't continue with sending orders and maybe them not get there and have disappointed kids at Christmas. So I moved everything across to Amazon because I am on Amazon as well and they are available on Amazon and everybody knows that Amazon can deliver your orders mm. <laughs> far quicker than our postal services can. Um, so I, I am very grateful that I have the back of Amazon um, to be able to do that. But like, for small, normal small business owners who are reliant so heavily at this time of year on Royal Mail or Ampost, it is a really difficult time for them because I think our, our mentality to deliveries is, has been shifted because of Amazon. We expect everything super fast. Mm. You find that, Terry? Yeah, well, of course. And, and you know, you see the vans around night, noon and morning, even where I live as well, looking for people at any time of the day. I suppose the one worry with them that I have is that if there's nobody home, what they do with them, they do try next door or they may leave it outside in a part that you mightn't just notice it. That would be my big concern. I've had a few issues with that, I have to say. Now, not that I order a lot, but I have women in my life that like to order from them, I have to say. Um, but I, well, I'm disappointed to hear this. So you're saying that Royal Mail... Uh, in the north and on post in the south have disappointed you as a small business owner. Have you had many like that haven't arrived? A lot. Are you saying there's a lot involved here? Well, Jerry, there's a lot, enough for me to have to say I can't take yes. orders via my own website. Okay, right. Because, but then my standards are quite high, Jerry. For me as a small business owner, the whole point of your small business is that you can provide the exceptional service, that you yeah. can reply to people's emails and you can and you want to help people but when it's passed to say, I can't help, I'm at the mercy now of Ampost and Royal Mail, that you sort of go, well, I can't fix this. How can I fix it? I can fix it by redirecting orders via Amazon, who Which, can then hopefully yeah. keep promises. Which I know... But I, I mean, that's an expensive yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I understand. And you do want to, to use, I know, the the traditional mail delivery systems, yeah. package delivery system with both Ampost and Royal Mail. Have you tracked yeah. in with them? You know, did you register the packages? Let's talk from an Unpost point of view because that's what we can talk about down here. Did you, re- you know, you can get a postage certificate or you can register or whatever. Have you any comeback? Can you go back to them and say, where are these packages? Yeah, so you can go back within a certain time frame. Sorry, you know, once they say, once we haven't delivered within a 10 day time frame, then you can come back to us and that's a whole claim. But it still doesn't get the person's parcel there. No. I sort of think, where did it go? Where mm. is it? Yes. <laughs> you know, and they'll also say it'll come back if you have obviously a return address. So everyone has my return address on it. And they said it will return to you if we don't post it to the customer. But in my head, I'm thinking, well, by the time all that would happen, you know, we're going into January. Yes. Um, so I'm hoping, like, my fingers are now crossed, my toes are crossed, that it is just a, a delay because, as we all know, the toy show was on Black Friday. Mm. So then... 
everybody was shopping around that time. And I do feel that Ampost are under pressure from that online shopping as well. Um, so I'm sort of going all my fingers and toes crossed that all my orders that I sent via my website will be delivered in time for Christmas. And then anything really from last Wednesday when I closed my website, Amazon hopefully will fulfill their side of their deal and deliver everything on time as well for me. So that is the hope. Yeah, here, you know, here's an interesting one for you. Like, uh, I'm informed that Unpost themselves have a contract with Amazon, right? Uh, and right. Uh, they get fined by Amazon if they don't uh, get it delivered by a certain time. You know what I mean? So that's uh, so they're Unpost with Amazon. For you, for the people who haven't got them who've come back to you, ha- have you resent? Ha- have you have you directed them? Have you sent it out through Amazon? What have you done? To, you know to help those people. So at the, at the time I've said, will you allow the 10 days, which is yeah. sort of the average? So really my 10 days is, all, is up now today, the Monday and the Tuesday. So I have said to them, if you don't receive it at the latest Tuesday, let me know, come back to me on the email. And then what I'll have to do, Jerry, is go and order via Amazon, my own Amazon, and get Amazon to send it out. That's, mm. that's what will happen with my own customers for anybody. who's maybe listening and knows and they're going, I'm still waiting for my coupon then I, that's what I'll be doing in the next couple of days. Um, but as I said, I hope we're going to be in, we're all going to get, everybody's going to get their orders, yes, you know. So. Yes, and, and there's the irony, that contract between Amazon and Unpost, you could still have Unpost uh, delivering it if you have to go the, the yes. Amazon route. Uh, I know. Oh my God. Um, just to tell our listeners about CubeFund, there's a great wee story behind this. Your own uh, children were involved in the development of this. Just tell listeners what it is, please. Right. So it is a dice. So it's like a soft plush dice is what I would call it. And on each side of it, it has action. So the one that was shown on the toy show was an exercise theme one. So kids would throw it and it would maybe say do five push-ups or do ten skips. And they would it gives them an opportunity to work out at home. So that was, it was created during the lockdown, Jerry, when we were all stuck at home. And I knew my kids weren't getting the activity levels that they should have been getting because we couldn't get out to swimming, we couldn't get out to gymnastics clubs, couldn't do anything. Um, so we played it at home. Um, and off the back of me, played it at home. Once we got out of lockdown in the summer of 2020, I took it to the beach. Um, where I have I have 19 nieces and nephews and we were all met up at the beach and we all played it. And they all had great fun. Mm. And it ended up that a few friends said to me, you could probably make this into a business idea. So in the December of that year, 2020, I took myself off to go for it, Northern Ireland, and they thought I had a business idea, and I just took a loan from my sister and went for it, <laughs> and I'm nearly three years down the line now. So, but the toy show has been the, the yes. catalyst, so to speak, really. Yeah. So it has. But yeah, yeah to get your kids moving. But done a loads of themes as well, Jerry. So we have like a space theme, a mythical theme garden theme, farm theme, so loads of different themes to fit mm. the interest of all the kids. Yeah, I, uh, Because my exercise one is now sold out officially. Well, there you oh, go. Well, isn't that isn't that a great story that uh, uh, this has happened because of you? It shows you the power. Like the the toy show is watched by millions, and it goes yeah. everywhere. And it just shows you when you're featured yeah. what it can actually mean for someone like you. And um, so I was just yeah. adding the days in my head there while you were telling listeners about what it is. And really, they should have landed by this stage. If they haven't landed by now, that ten days is gone. Is it yet? The ten day delivery from the twenty seventh yeah. of November. Yeah. 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 We're- the same working days as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, and and you know, um, I have to say, I, I find Unpost, I will say it in their defence, 
very efficient. Anything they've ever I've ordered has come, you know what I mean, uh, and been yeah. received and delivered faithfully. And uh, th- that's my personal experience of them. And I'm sorry to hear this has happened to you. And you were doing your best and your damnedest <laughs> to make sure yeah. uh, those who order it <laughs> get them as well. And, and look what happened. Look, I hope it does resolve itself because, as you say, time is of the essence with Christmas yeah. imminent in two weeks' time. They've got to be there before then, or else yeah. you know you're in bother. That is this for sure. <laughs> anyway, look, um, we, we'll we'll put a call in. We have contacts ourselves in on post, and uh, we'll put a call in for you later today or early tomorrow and see if they anything to say on it. You know what I mean, or, or what the story yeah. is, uh, and we'll take yeah. it up from that point of view on your behalf. You're great, and well done to you. Well done as someone who's persisted and got the break and a strength to strength. I hope you sell loads and loads over the coming years. Uh, it's a great story. Oh, thanks very much, Jerry. Thanks for my link for uh, Not you. at all. Thank you for joining me on the show. Take care of yourself. That's Catherine Kincaid there from Cube Fun. Cube Fun. Uh, check it out. Blown out of the water with orders she was. Absolutely couldn't meet the demand within hours. It just shows you the power of the toy show. Uh, and especially this year with it getting back to basics, I have to say. Don't forget uh, to send me your children's Christmas cards. Here's another one I see. Here's one that's just come in to me and I'll tell you what it says on it. It says, have a lovely Christmas day to everyone in LMFM. There's a big heart in it. There's a Christmas tree in the front. There's decorations. And that comes in today from Sarah Jane Walsh, who is aged eight. Thank you indeed for that lovely card. There's more there as well. You know the story. There's a 250 euro voucher for Shoe City. It's not a competition. Any card that comes in can pick up that voucher. That's the way it's going to be. Everyone goes into the hat on Christmas week. That's next week here on Late Lunch. And we also have Toy Store vouchers as well to give away. And we love them. The artistry of the children of the Northeast is spectacular. Christmas cards out of fashion, not on your life, in fashion. Keep them coming to us here at LMFM. Reception open 9 to 4, Monday to Friday. Post box outside 24 hours a day or via on bust who will deliver them into us and are delivering them into us. I have to say, funny enough, I was downtown uh, the other day looking for a particular type of Christmas card. I couldn't believe all the Christmas cards there were. All the different ones now. Christmas cards for babysitters. For your babysitter, you can get one. For mum and our partner, dad and his partner. My God, I was looking at all these different type of cards, commercial cards on sale and people are buying cards. Plenty of them about at the moment uh, for grandchildren, of course, all family relations. There's something for it. There's Christmas cards for your dogs if you want them to. If you feel like sending your your Bow Wow a Christmas card. Anyway, that's uh, the Christmas card seen commercially this year. Back in a moment and I'll tell you about my wonderful day in Dublin yesterday. Yes, I headed off. Uh, we headed off to Dublin early yesterday morning and spent the day in the city. And I have to say, it was a wonderful day we had there. And with all the negativity following what happened a few weeks back, you wouldn't notice that anything was untoward. And I have to say, there was a guard of presence, but it was very subtle. We were in the Henry Street, O'Connell Street, uh, Stevens Green, Grafton Street. We did the whole lot around the, the centre there during the day and in and out of shops and enjoyed the crack on the streets as well. And I have to say, it was a beautiful day. The weather was lovely. The rain came later on in the day. Uh, and I have to admit that, you know, online, and we were talking about online uh, there a little while ago with Catherine Kincaid and ordering and that as well. There is nothing to beat in-person shopping. Absolutely nothing to beat it. To be able to touch and feel and see and talk and get advice, etc. You can say what you like about online. It has none of that. Absolutely none of it. It's gold. It's anonymous. 
you name it. But in the shops, shopping in our local towns as well, in our local businesses, there is nothing to beat it. And the, the day in Dublin yesterday was fantastic. There were lots of shoppers about. It was jammed. It was absolutely crammed in the city with people. Loads of tourists there as well. And a subtle Garda presence. There was a Garda presence. You would notice if you went to look for it. But it was subtle. But they were there. And that was reassuring, I have to say, too. But there was no need for it. The mood was great. The crack on the stalls. Oh, the stall holders. They're just something else. The fun you can have with them. And they were busy as well. They, they really were. But I'll tell you what made it for me. Uh, we had a break, bit of breakfast and then something to eat later on. But... Uh, I have to say that the entertainment on the streets, especially up Grafton Streetway, was simply sensational. Uh, there's a guy called Sean Boland and he's a doorman at Brown Thomas on Grafton Street. And he's in all the regalia, the top hat and everything. Can that fella sing? By God, he can sing. He came out yesterday to the door. You'd want to see the crowds that gathered around them and he involved tourists as well. What a beautiful, sweet voice he has singing the Christmas tunes there. It, it, it was just to behold, to be honest with you. It really, really was. And people were uplifted uh, by his singing and all the crack that uh, went uh, along with him. And, you know, it just brings me back. I was saying to Mary who's with me, when you think back a short few years when COVID hit us, and you can just imagine what Grafton Street and all the streets would be like at that stage, but nobody there, desolate, empty. And by God, do we need that connectivity and that out and about and all that type of stuff. As human beings, as people, I won't tell you, I came back yesterday with an absolute pep in me step after day. A bit tired with all the walking we did, uh, for sure. But it was fantastic. And people were in good mood all well, all round as well. And, and, and moving along, the smell of people, you know, there was food on the streets and that as well, if you wanted to pick it up. But we came across then up further along Grafton Street, a young woman called Ali Sherlock. I don't know whether you've ever heard of her or heard her music. I'm sure many out there have. Oh my word, is this girl good. She's absolutely brilliant. She was performing there on Grafton Street yesterday, singing mostly her own original songs. Uh, she does covers, I know, as well. But she was superb, absolutely superb. We stood in awe listening to her and uh, what a reception she got. And then at the top of Grafton Street, there was a fellow on one of those big tall bikes entertaining children and there was this, that and the other going on. But Ali Sherlock, I have to say, really impressed me yesterday and I wanted to have a feel and a hear of what she's like. Here she is on Grafton Street, Miss Ali Sherlock. Enjoy her. She's brilliant. Saturday night And I'm sitting on the sofa Staring at The only photo of us God, I wish you were here tonight Holding me so tight Another Saturday night Without you And maybe you will love me Maybe you will but I want a risk it all And maybe I'll say over You might say it's over But I want a risk it all Maybe if I lived in California Maybe one more time I get to hold ya Ooh, Remind me once again just why I left Hold 
Sally Sherlock, have you got a new fan? You have indeed. What a brilliant voice. That's her own song there. California on Grafton Street yesterday afternoon. She is something else, this young woman. She really is. If you're up that way and she's about, do check her out. Simply, simply brilliant. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Coming up on the show after two, myself and Sarah Carey talk rubbish. Reminding you that LMFM Christmas is back. Here all your favourite Christmas hits non-stop. It's available on lmfm.ie or on the LMFM app. And it's brought to you this year again by White River Motorsports Sports Park in Cullen. Uh, experience the brilliant European standard karting track. There's gift vouchers available. Lovely Christmas gift, wouldn't it be? Log on to whiteriver.ie. I give them a shout on 0419819100 and they'd be delighted to help you there. Santa's little helpers on, he says to me. Only 14 sleeps to go, Jerry. Ho, ho, ho. We do indeed know that. And Lily's been on to say she was in the city centre yesterday. I hope you had as good a day as I had, Lily. Now, in recent uh, weeks, even recent days on late lunch, we met the polymer scientist, Alicia Chris's Tomu and she was talking to us about the actual benefits of plastics and then late last week I spoke to a spokesperson from Return about the new recycling system that happens in January where we've got to bring our cans and plastic bottles back to the stores we're paying 15 and 20 cent levy on them uh, so it'd be advisable to take them back and get your money back and then I pick up my go-to columnist in the weekend newspapers Miss Sarah Carey in the Irish Independent and be God 
she's writing on the same theme. And I said, got to bring her on today to have a chat. Sarah, welcome back to the show. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. I smiled when I when I saw the, the picture and what you were writing about on Saturday in the newspaper. You're like myself. I'm a devil for the recycling. I feel like I spend most of my time processing rubbish. So you're putting it into the different bins. I'm going down to the compost heap, bringing the bins out to the gate, separating, going off to the bottle bank, which is always a very feel-good thing to do. I go into trim with my batteries and electrical stuff. Like, it's this constant, regular chore of processing rubbish, which always makes me feel, my God, how much rubbish each person and each household produces um, in our, our world and in the way we live. It's quite mad, isn't it? Yes, and we are well above, as you wrote the weekend, the European average in terms of, you know, what we're hit with in terms of, of, of all this stuff that has to be recycled. Yes, so we produce almost double the per capita waste off other European countries in terms of plastic. So Mm -hmm. plastic, plastic, plastic is what we do. And fine, you know, some plastic is important. I was talking in the column about how, you know, packaging around food helps preserve food and protect it during transit and helps prevent food waste. But, oh, my God, we're just doing too much of it, Jerry, and we have to stop. So that's that's what my column was about. It was, and and you've cardboard in there, my God. When I read what you had to say about cardboard, and and I know you you know this as well, and lots listening. Come this day, two weeks in the immediate aftermath, I mean to say, I will fill my car not once but twice, perhaps, and go to the recycling centre with the remnants of the cardboard boxes, of the plastic, of the packaging, of everything else beside. It's it's got ridiculous, hasn't it? It's, it's massive. It really, really is. And it's because we consume so much. We buy so much stuff. And I know you can't be the Grinch, you know, that you yeah. don't want to be the person that says, oh, you know, let's hold back on what we're buying here. Um, but it really would be great if we could maybe change our culture a little bit and say, now, do we have to? Even stuff like Christmas wrapping paper. So I have bought someone a present and it came in a beautiful bag from the shop. And my automatic thing was, OK, I better get now loads of wrapping paper for that. And I thought, hang on, do I really need to do that? Could I get a bit of ribbon and put it on the handle of the bag? And that's enough. And you don't have to rewrap stuff. So if we could just get back into, you know, a frame of mind where we think we don't have to add to the mess. Is there any way that we can reduce it? Yes. But what the column was really about, Jerry, was that, you know, people are trapped in a cycle where if you want to buy something, it does come in loads of wrapping. And what mm. can you do? Um, but the European Commission and the European Parliament um, had proposed regulations called the Packaging and Packaging Waste Regulations, where they were trying to regulate at industry level, mm. at source, how much wrapping and what kind of wrapping goes on all the stuff we'd buy. And then that would mean that we could make more choices and that we weren't being you know, trapped in this yes. uh, system, you know, where you couldn't buy something without it coming with a pile of packaging. And it was so interesting. The debate on this has been going on for a year. And Grace O'Sullivan, the Green MEP, uh, did a column on it a couple of weeks ago in the Irish Independent and was saying it was the most lobbied piece of legislation in uh, in her experience um, in Brussels, that you'd all these huge companies doing their best to water down these proposals because it affects their business model. Yes. So the two big vested interests that were quoted were, one was what I was jokingly referring to in the column as big cardboard. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> so we hear about big oil and big pharma, so there's big cardboard. And the cardboard companies uh, were against the legislation because one of the things it was attacking was single-use cardboard. So your, your coffee cup, um, the way, uh, say, when we see food being delivered to all the supermarkets, it's in cardboard boxes. Mm. And so, you know, that's a big industry. There's a lot of money in that. Yes. So if the legislation is saying, you know what, let's not have single-use packaging. Let's forget cardboard and maybe food is delivered on wooden pallets or plastic pallets that can be reused hundreds of times. Mm. Well, if you're a cardboard company, that affects you. And the other big lobbyist was McDonald's, because McDonald's whole business model depends on you buy the food, it's in single-use packaging, all the packaging is thrown in the bin. Mm. It's all thrown away. And interestingly, and I didn't know this till I went to write the column, in France, good old France, Jerry, they've made a rule that every fast food restaurant uh, with that, that can seat more than 20 people must have reusable packaging. And McDonald's have had to comply with that in France. Yes. So why can't we do that here? You know, why can't we do it throughout Europe? Exactly. So it was just really interesting the way when you try to change things at industrial level and at source, the big vested interests move in and try to stop it. Yeah. It's very interesting. It yeah. is. And the same is happening at COP. If you, we won't go there, but that's another issue entirely. Yeah. But, but as you said, foodstuffs and shops are, are certainly culpable. The other thing is online. You know, when you get online, look at all the packaging that comes out with the online shopping as well. And that is certainly contributing to it. But let me get on to something that I want to mm. talk to you about. It's by extension, and, and you you allude to it in the column. This is the new return scheme, return that's yeah. happening. It's re-turn. And I had a spokesperson on me, I think it was Thursday or Friday, and she was, she was good. She explained it and, and why it's coming in. But there was a lashback, I can tell you here, from listeners to say, oh, no, because, you know, yourself, there's 15 cent going on, plastic bottles, plastic cans, up to a size, and on the bigger ones, up to three litres, it's 25 cent. Now, people thought... Oh, that's maybe a good idea, but you see, it's on top of the price at the minute. So, for example, if you pay three euro in a store for, say, six bottles of lemonade, large ones, uh, they'll be four fifty, Sarah, come February of next year and beyond. And you've got to bring those bottles back to the store to get your one fifty yeah. back. You know what I mean? And people are saying, "What the hell is this? What are you making?" So- so it is a messy system. It is inconvenient. And, you know, we kicked off this conversation by talking about how much time we already spend mm. separating and processing our rubbish. But there are two advantages. One is, well, don't buy the six bottles, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like I see my kids even, and I do it myself. You're out and about, you buy the bottle of water, you buy the bottle of Coca-Cola, whatever it is. Do we actually need to be buying all these drinks so we can just walk around? I remember when Bally Gowan was launched. I remember it on the Late Late Show going, sure, that's mad. Why, why would you want a bottle of water? Can you not just have a glass of water before you leave the house, you know? Yes. And um, so we could choose not to buy it and, and drink something at home or use the reusable cup. And secondly, of course, the point is it's to force you to bring it back because our recycling rate um, for plastic bottles and plastic in general is one of the lowest in Europe. We're really, really bad at it. Mm. So, um, so it's just to force you to do it. And, and, and if the charge was low, if the deposit was low, you wouldn't bring it back. 
So the higher it is, the more you'll be incentivized to bring it back. So yeah, it's more work, but this is what we got to do. Yeah, it just adds to you and I, our organisational abilities will be tested again. But we'll do it. I know we'll do it. But there's lots of people, Sarah. I'm sure there are people who won't bother their Barney still. They'll pay the 15 cent multiples uh, for multi-packs and that. But it's going to hit you in your pocket. Yeah, but yeah, well, it will, but that's your decision and that's yes. up to you. But you know what I used to see? Um, I used to go to America a lot for uh, work and they had deposits on tin cans. Mm. And that's where you would see um, poor people and homeless people going around the bins and collecting all the tin cans to bring them back to get deposits. Or at Electric Picnic, I remember going a few years ago and they had a system where uh, all the pints were all being sold in plastic glasses and there was a 20 cent deposit on each one. Yes. So at Electric Picnic, the kids were going around and picking up all the plastic glasses. So the adults didn't care about the 20 cent. The kids made a fortune. My son went, he made 120 quid in one afternoon collecting plastic bags, uh, um, cups and bringing them back to the thing. Yes. So that way you'll see a little industry get going in that with people going around collecting them <laughs> on your behalf. So, uh, and it will be, you know, kids or people who need the money will do it. So it'll actually be kind of nice. That's, that's another upside. I remember years ago when uh, my cousins in Tala and they lived next door to a, a small store and the, the guy in the store, uh, Murphy's I think it was, you store the, you remember the three pence you'd get back on a mineral bottle? It was three, yes. three D or whatever it was at the time. Anyway, they'd store them out the back. So we had no money as kids as well, but we had an enterprise going. We used to be able to get over the wall into Mr. Murphy's yard and we'd take, when we needed some money, we'd take some bottles out <laughs> and go back in the front door and they'd take them back. <laughs> Put them out the back. <laughs> so you were getting on the double, brilliant. <laughs> on the double and treble. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, that investment expert, uh, Charlie Munger, died uh, last week. And mm. he was being quoted, um, he had lots of brilliant quotes. And one of his quotes was, Cormac Lucy quoted it yesterday in the Sunday Times, show me the incentive and I will show you the outcome. Yeah. So if you have the incentive that bringing back that plastic bottle will get you money, someone will do it. It might not be you or me, mm. but somebody will do it. So, you know, I hope it will work. And, and we've just had to bring in measures like this precisely because, A, we're not recycling enough plastic. Too many people are putting their plastic bottles into the regular black bin, the landfill bin, yes. and not into the green bin. Um, so it will do that. And maybe if the price does go high enough, it will force people to think twice about what they're buying and do mm. they really need it. You know, so that's, you, you gotta, it's a bit of pain and a bit of gain. That's yes. the way all these things have to be done, carrot and stick. Yeah, so and uh, I mentioned idea. Alicia, the polymer scientist was in with me a couple of weeks ago and she was, she's worked at plastic and all her life and she was talking about the bad press it gets of course but she was saying which you said as well that you know uh, as you say stuff going into supermarkets have been delivered on plastic pallets in plastic that can be reused again so there is a benefit it's not all bad yeah, exactly. And that's it's to be smart in each situation and think, OK, what is the right thing to do here? And I know when I go down to our local shop, you can see the cardboard stacked up, all waiting to go into a skip or they leave some of the boxes in the porch for people to use at least once. But actually, you don't need to have any of that mm. if you used a more sustainable carton in the first place. But you see, companies don't want that because then is that putting work on them? If you have to unload and take back all your pallets, you know, every producer of goods is trying to do things the cheapest way. Mm. And that goes back to the McDonald's 
uh, thing. Yeah. You know, if, if you had reusable packaging for McDonald's, that would completely impact their costs and their bottom line. And that's why they put so much money into trying to stop this. Mm, yeah, and, they, so it, it, and that's what we're up against, you yes. know, when you're trying to make these big systemic changes. Because a lot of pressure is put on individuals who are worried about the environment and are worried about climate and would like to do things differently. But you just can't because you're caught in this system. Mm. So it has to be done. There have to be changes at industrial uh, level and change incentives. So I know we can all grumble about it, but I'd be in the, okay, new world. Just got to get on with the cherry mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and the, the straw thing was it was a noble uh, move by them as well. You just, while well, you're on it, they did, and you said it uh, uh, when you were writing about the straws. They went for, uh, you know, paper straw as against plastic, but sure, they had to line them with plastic and they can't be recycled. Yeah, anymore. paper straw does yeah, not work. It, doesn't work. it just gets soggy. Yeah. So you have to line it with plastic, and that means it's neither paper nor plastic. So it mm. can't be recycled um, or composted. So, I mean, if I was dictator for Europe, I'd just say, ban straws. Yes. Do you actually need a straw? Because I think most of the time we're able to drink our liquids without a straw. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. yes. But anyway, but as I said in my column, uh, big straw would probably lobby against that. Uh, they, so, would. Uh, they would. <laughs> that's what you're up against. I, I remember another man years ago, when uh, many moons ago, we used to go hunting at the weekends in the hunting season. And he'd have the same little wrapper for his sandwiches from the start of the hunting season in October yeah. until the spring of the year. And I used to look at him and think, God almighty, that man, he, it's the same one. He, but he, you know, he had it sussed in his own mind back then. You know what I mean? That he, he was into. Well, you see, this is the shift. And I've written about this as well in terms of car sharing, that we used to live in a very sustainable way where everything was saved yep. and nothing was thrown out. Yeah. And that was driven by poverty. And I think sometimes now we have a stigma about saving things and about being thrifty, that that scene has been mean. And for God's sake, that's your problem. What's your problem? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Problem and it's been inconvenient. So with car sharing, you know, people depended on each other for lifts everywhere. And I used to hitch places in that because it was normal that not everybody had a car. Yes. Now, if you don't have a car and you need a lift somewhere, it's almost like, well, why aren't you a fully functioning independent adult that can't get your act together by owning a car? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so again, it's a culture shift that we expect people to be independent and to do all this stuff by themselves. And maybe we need to try and, you know, reframe it so that actually... Car sharing and getting lifts is a good thing. Yeah. You know, not everybody needs to have a car if it spends ninety five percent of its time parked outside your house. So you know, true. so, so true. it's it's all about culture. Yeah. It, that's that's and I I think I had that in as well. Culture mm. is strategy for breakfast, and how we feel about the way we do things d- dictates what we do. It does interesting indeed. Uh, mm. Times ahead, we I look forward to. Of course, listen. Thank you so much as usual. Happy Christmas to you. All the best for the new year. We're so grateful every time you join us on the show. Love chatting to you, Sarah. Uh, I'm delighted to be asked, Jerry. Thanks for all the good wishes and, and happy Christmas to all the listeners. And hope everybody has a conflict-free and healthy Christmas. <laughs> and less packaging. <laughs> Thank you for joining yeah. me, Sarah. Take care of yourself. Take bye, care, bye bye. Bye bye. That's the wonderful Sarah Carey there, a journalist, broadcaster, and a regular columnist with the Independent Newspaper Group. A great, great lady. Back in a moment on late lunch. And Santa Baby on your late lunch this afternoon. Oh, I have the record set on the machine in case you were wondering. Yes, an evening with Kylie on Virgin Media this evening. TV at nine o'clock in the uh, Royal Albert Hall. I have the record set for it. I won't miss it one way or the other, I promise you. Jim's been on to say about the chat I had with Sarah Carey there on rubbish and litter and uh, the packaging, etc. He hopes that the new levy will work the oracle and prevent people throwing bottles and cans into ditches or rivers and lakes. We hope it will. Let's see uh, what difference it will make. It's a good question there from a listener. Will the recycling centres still take plastic bottles uh, when the new regime comes in? I'm sure they will. But, like, if you want your levy back, you've got to bring the bottle back to the stores where you bought them or else you're just throwing money away to be honest with you but I'm sure they will take them some people won't probably bother with it at all there will be an element of recycling plastic bottles there for sure we'll check that out because we're going to come back to it in the new year near to the date as well when uh, the return actually comes in from the 1st of February that's uh, when it's coming in here in Ireland just a reminder that the Drogheda District Chamber Charity Christmas Business Lunch is taking place this Friday December the 15th in the D Hotel from 12.45. Funds raised this year are in aid of Trader Lodge Daycare Centre and this year's speaker is endurance athlete and mountaineer and motivator, Mr Enda O'Doherty. He's a great guy. For more information or to book your tickets, email brenda 
at drahadachamber.ie. That's Brenda at drahadachamber.ie. That'll be very interesting with Enda there as the uh, special guest. And just coming back to the point as well on supporting local this Christmas time, it is very, very important to shop local. I know I'll have somebody coming out to me to say, oh, you were in Dublin yesterday, but that's just a day out. You know what I mean? I do my shopping just before they come in in my local area the budget the bag of the candlestick maker maker and gifts as well and clothing and stuff like that for christmas i am big time into it i am an advocate of shopping and supporting local hugely and you know it on this show as well great support on late lunch over the years for small business startup businesses as well we must support local. We must go shopping this Christmas time. We must keep our shops open. There's nothing like in person. As I said, please do keep that in mind this Christmas time. You're at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Monday afternoon. And after the break, we're going to say hello again to a young woman who joined us here sometime back on work experience. God, she's made some strides in our life since then. She's in Milan, I believe, today. Avian Niari is with me next. Now, my next guest was a student who was with us on Late Lunch for Work Experience a few years back. And she contacted me out of the blue a few days ago and said, and she told me what she was doing since. And I said, God, you've got to come on Late Lunch and have a chat with me. I'm delighted to say hello again to Avine Niari. Hello, Avine. Hello, how are you? I'm really good. You're in Milan today, are you? I'm in Milan at the oh. moment, yes. Oh, lucky you. What's the weather like there? It's actually, I wish I could tell you that it was blue sky and warm, but you actually can't really see most buildings over 10 floors because it's so misty. Oh, and warm or yeah. cold? What, any, is it reasonable is or is it freezing cold? It's like crispy cold. It's Lovely. nice. Lovely. Yeah. That's the weather I like, to be honest with you. Listen, it's great to have you back with us. Remind me again, because I'm a dope. What year were you here with us on LMFM on the work experience? I was like, it was the week before lockdown in 2020. Yes. Crazily enough. That's Literally, right. it was like everybody was talking. I remember on your show, people were calling in asking how many times they should be singing happy birthday when they wash their hands. Yes. That was the era that we were in. Oh, my. Will we ever forget it? So you were the last of the Mohicans when it came to the work experience at that stage and the world just yeah, turned yeah, yeah. upside down as well. Uh, and you're the young woman who introduced us to Sarah Bareilles, aren't you? The wonderful singer That's on the show. That's also the thing. I sang on your show many a times yeah. of singing winter songs. <laughs> and like, it was almost like an annual thing that at Christmas time, me and like a group from Green Hills would come in and sing winter songs. <laughs> And that's how Sarah Brothers. Well, you're, yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you for that because we absolutely love her. Well, what happened uh, with you from you left us here and moved on? Tell tell the listeners where you've been and what you've done. Well, so like obviously post COVID, um, I was au pairing in Italy, um, and fell in love with Italy, and then. Um, I did a year of drama school in London uh, last year. And then now I decided that I kind of wanted to take a gap year sort of to travel and know for sure what I wanted to do. I started a podcast in the meantime um, as like kind of talking about where I am at the moment. The places that I record the podcast literally changes in every episode as I travel to those places. And then when... I'm in those places and I'm recording the podcast. I'm just kind of speaking about how I'm feeling at the moment, how I'm doing and 
I can't, it's called walk me through it because I'm literally walking through cities, but also walking you through my mindset at the moment. And it kind of started as a half joke because I would always joke at my friends that when I'm sending them that like that still live at home in Ireland, that when I'm giving them like a life update on my life, they get like a 20 minute WhatsApp voice message that might as well have been a podcast episode. Yes. So I was like, wait a second, what if I actually do this and put it on Spotify as a podcast? And then people started texting me being like, the things you were saying are actually helping. The things you're saying is actually really resonating with me. I think you're kind of good at this. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this could be a thing. And it is. What's it called again? Walk me through it. Is that the full title? Yeah. Okay, that's very exactly. important. So walk me through it, available on, on Spotify. So w- you're in Milan today. Where have you been? Where have you produced the podcast from? What cities? What places? Um, I did it in Zurich. I did it in Milan. I did it in Lake Como. There's a Brussels episode on the way, like a Copenhagen one, like literally everywhere lovely so by god you've got about and tell us on this journey and hopping around europe are you alone or is there somebody with you um usually alone which is a whole other thing because the like when i'm in milan at the moment i have friends here and like two weeks ago i was with my dad on one of the trips but usually it's alone mm. and you learn so much about yourself and you learn so much about the world from solo traveling and i literally cannot recommend solo traveling more um so yeah like it's so you learn so much like i said about yourself yeah and that's kind of what i talk about on the podcast as well okay and and do, do you ever feel lonely or frightened or in danger or any of those because you know we hear so many you see this is the thing we hear such awful things on the news streams at times and you know yourself it's the bad news that's reported where the vast majority of uh, solo travelers and people on their own are fine what about you i think it's just being street smart enough to know when and where to go you know, like, it's not as if I'm walking the streets at nighttime on my own when it gets dark. Yes. It's not as if I'm going to hostels in mixed dorms, you know? Yes, yes. Um, And I think, so I think safety-wise, it's just obviously having your wits about you. Mm. I know there's, like, especially as women, there's only so much that we can do. But I think the loneliness aspect is that something that I think everybody should experience at least once is getting comfortable with your own company and being okay on your own that's yes it's is it loneliness or is it freedom you know like I get to go where I want I get to do what I want in these cities I don't have to have a debate over where I want to go for dinner you know like I can just go wherever I want and I've learned not to feel lonely because if I have music in my ears or I can just enjoy the city that I'm in or I can talk to the barista that serves me coffee and like spark a conversation. There's so many ways that you cannot feel lonely even though you're alone. I love that line. I'm going to keep that with me for a long time. Is it loneliness Mm -hmm. or freedom? And that is so true. Interestingly, just as an aside, uh, I was away with the travel department a couple of years ago and I met a fair number of solo travellers who'd gone with them as well. And I got Mm -hmm. so interested talking to them. They've travelled all over the world alone and they find it exhilarating, to be honest. And you are too. Just to be a little streetwise, as you say, uh, everybody must have that with them. 
But there's, a, there's another aspect to this, Aileen, that I want to talk to you about, because you're somebody who lives with anorexia, and this is why as well you came on to me, and you said, look, it, we're coming to a time of the year, which we all know, Christmas and the New Year, that can be extremely challenging. How are you getting on? Okay, so that, yeah, it's a whole other separate thing. So I experienced anorexia a few, like, it's kind of an ongoing recovery process. Um, but at the moment, I kind of wanted to reach out as well because, yes, it is, like you said, such a difficult time of this time of year because food is such a big part of Christmas. And especially then afterwards, you get the new diets, the new new year, new me yes. mindset. And you also get, like, you see it in media, you see it in your family that you, you haven't seen in such a while and there's always seems to be comments about food or how much or the type of food or weight or so many different time, things like that. And I think I got in touch with you because I just would love to raise awareness almost and just hopefully help somebody the way or give something somebody something here that I wish I would have heard so many years back mm. because I think it's so normalized in our culture to have such a disordered mindset when it comes to food and weight and body image that it's almost become normal in society even though the behaviors and the mindsets aren't actually normal they've just been normalized yes yes I hear what you're saying and it's it's prevalent and pervasive today across the board what you mentioned there and um, not to pry too much with you but where, where do you believe this began with you your, your your difficulty with food um I think the reason I I always get this question about where how it started or why it started mm. and I think if you changed the question you would if you had a physical disease like god forbid if you had cancer you wouldn't ask as much how it happened because i think it is a mixture of things it can be your environment it can be your behaviors yes. it can be genetic there's so many times that we don't actually know why it happened that it like the question is more important than how to fix it or how to prevent other people from getting it because yes like lung cancer obviously it can be genetic but it can also be from your behaviors it can be from your environment you could have a family that were smokers you could yes. have fallen into smoking yourself you know yeah that's there's so many different factors that you can spend so much of their time asking why what happened okay was it this moment you can sit in a therapist's office for hours and unwind your childhood until you find a little like hole and it was this moment in time but i don't think there is that okay. with this i think there's so many factors with it um that play a role because it is such a prominent thing in like I said in our culture because of course as common as eating disorders are I think disordered eating is so so normal it's so so common that mm. you almost don't notice it yes you yes. know so so I, I I I absolutely get what you say there there are, there there is so much in it. it's a very difficult and and I, I suppose in a way is there any point in pinpointing, you know, to go so deep into this and try and figure out it is what it is. You have you, you try to deal with it as best you can. But really, it does take people down, doesn't it, Avine, at times? It really is very, it's a serious, very serious matter. Yeah, and I think 
um, like, I think it's so generational as well, because I think with relationships with food, they're so complicated because, and that's why, especially at this time of year, when you have so many comments about weight and the food that you eat at Christmas and there's the idea that at Christmas you overindulge but it's fine because you're going to compensate in the new year for it Mm. and then it's the new year and you're like you everywhere you look gym memberships are screaming at you the diet industry is like seems to be everywhere and you're getting comments on weight but it's it's just crazy to me that we're still commenting and even complimenting people on their weight because a skinny body doesn't always mean a healthy one. And if we know now that like health can be achieved at different sizes and weights, you know, like maybe we should be asking ourselves the real purpose behind while we're, why we're even asking, like complimenting these people or commenting on people's weight in the first place. Yeah. Because when I was restricting, when I was, when I had very unhealthy habits, Nobody knew what was going on, but I was getting complimented on my weight because I was slim. Yes. You know? Yes, I hear what you're saying. And uh, beneath it all, there was this huge issue happening for you. Coping, dealing with it at this time, from your perspective, Avian, do you have to do that on an ongoing basis? Is it always with you? Yeah, yeah. It's always something that... The metaphor I always use is that it's always just background noise that sometimes can get a little bit louder, but you just have to turn it down. And it's just finding skills and tools to use that. And that's why I find this time of year and especially New Year even more difficult because I feel like the world around me is actively trying to turn up all the volume because all of the thoughts and ideas that I've had to unlearn is suddenly all around me again. Mm. Do you restrict yourself now or do you just go with the flow can you you know get into the christmas season and new year not worry about you know what has yeah like now when i will celebrate christmas you know like i know that there's so much more to life Mm. than food and weight you know like i don't want to miss out on 90 percent of my life to weigh 10 percent less you know and I've learned that there's just so much more to life and food is more than just a source of fuel because, of course, at some point in recovery, I was always told, you know, it's like fueling a car. A car can't go without fuel. But I've learned, and especially in being in Italy, where it is such a big part of their culture, that food is so much more than just fuel. It's culture, it's enjoyment, it's memories. And that's restricting it is so saddened actually one thing that I started doing that has really helped me is I changed my phone's lock screen to a little photo of me when I'm six Mm. a little six-year-old photo of me of me on my school tour and anytime I look at that or anytime I think of anything I just think of what my younger self would do in that situation and how I would never speak to my younger self or treat my younger self the way my eating disorder wants me to treat me now, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. You know, like, I just, I look at her and I just, like, I think, what would she want? You know, like, she would want hot chocolate and she would get so much enjoyment of it. She wouldn't be thinking about the calories, the whether it's morally good or bad, because apparently 
food is good or bad and you know like you see guilt-free options and things and like it really makes you question like where did we get the idea that food holds moral value Mm. and I just think of six-year-old me and I think when did she stop like enjoying food fully you know like where do we learn that in life and how do we in the best way go back to that point you are really making me think as well and I'm sure listeners as well because it's foisted on us it's subtle it's beneath and some of it's not subtle as well and it's an industry you know what I mean you understand that as well there's an industry yes of course yeah and that's because like And when it comes to dieting in the new year, of course, having healthy habits for the sake of health is great. But I think instead, why do we just let our weight fall wherever it needs to for our body and its needs? You know, I think the weight that our body needs to be at that allows us to live our fullest, most fulfilling life. Because I think the second our quote unquote like health journey becomes stressful or frustrating because you're not losing weight fast or as much as you want it. It's not about health anymore. It's about a different thing because I think at that rate, no weight is going to be enough for you because if you have a goal weight in mind and then you eventually reach that goal weight, what then? Like, do you think you're magically going to start feeling better then because I can assure you that you're not going to? No weight is going to be enough because in that case, if it's just a number on a scale... It, it's something a lot deeper than just weight. Yes. Ah, listen. You're a rocker sense, may I say. You get it from your granny. Ah, <laughs> 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 yeah, I couldn't but mention. Your granny is Miss Anna McKenna, isn't she, of course? Of a course, great friend of ours. And I'm from all your, your, your folks as well, I have to say. Listen, I have to leave it there today. Where, you're coming home for Christmas. Where's your next hop when you start on your travels again in January? Where are you from then? Honestly, ask me what I'm doing in a month. I'll say I don't know. But <laughs> ask me what I'm doing on New Year's. I'll be in Vienna. Oh, so. God almighty. Home for Christmas and Vienna. It is the place to be in New Year. It's absolutely fantastic. Exactly. You are great. And I'm so glad you came back to me. I really am. And going to keep this connection up, to be honest with you. You're wonderful. I wish you a happy Christmas and all the best for the New Year you and too. your travels you so, so and your studies. Thank you for joining us today, Aveen. Of course. Take care. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Bye-bye. That's Avine Niari there. Isn't she just fantastic? Big thank you to Rose. I think it's Rose Healy. Is it? Uh, sent us, myself and Louise, a lovely Christmas card saying thank you for your wonderful programme during the year. Thanks indeed for the card. It's pride of place with all the others. I promise you, Rose. Um, and we had another one there, another message from, I mentioned uh, Alicia who was with us on the show a couple of weeks back talking about plastics. She's just been back on. Obviously, she's listening today. I was really interested in your chat, Jerry, with Sarah Carey just now. Sarah's absolutely right about the paper straws being coated uh, to stop them disintegrating when used. But even more worrying, sometimes they're coated internally with chemicals to stop uh, things like blackcurrant juice sticking and staining them. And this can get ingested when you use the straw. None of these chemicals are particularly nice, says Alicia. Lovely to hear from you today. And thanks for getting in touch with us on the show on that point. Do you know Gladiators are returning to TV? They are. Do you remember Gladiators, the show? Big one, big uh, Saturday viewing at the weekend. It's coming back along with Jeopardy. Yes, Jeopardy, huge in the States, was on uh, UK TV for a while. It is coming back to television screens 
in the new year and those to be looked forward to for sure. Now, let's do this on Late Lunch. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... The number five from this week in 1976. What was it about the 70s and the 80s? The great music that made up the top fives. After that, it's really hit and miss, I have to say to you. Anyway, 76, number five from this week. And it's a a very interesting one. And I think timely one as well, considering the Christmas season is here and all people need is a little bit of this. It's ABBA and money, money, money. Number five, this week in 1976 in our top five countdown, it's ABBA and Money, Money, Money. Interestingly, a single that never made it to number one for them. Three was the high it it made on the uh, UK charts and uh, today on this week. uh, Back then, it was at number five and we'll bring you the uh, four, three, two, one round about this time for the rest of the week here on Your Late Lunch. Yes, John, you're right. Those were the decades, Jerry, of great music, the 70s and 80s today. Well, I haven't much to say about the music of the days, says John. And John was also on earlier. I meant to mention it. Good question about the recycling of uh, plastic bottles and cans in the new year. What happens to the cans and bottles when they're brought back to the shop? John, we have lots of questions for return and we're going to talk to them about it in the new year when the change is imminent on the 1st of February. Look at that card that just arrived. Just arrived in us on air. It's beautiful. Christmas bells on the front, stars inside when I turned the page. The most beautiful Christmas tree with a star on top. Lovely decorations sent to me from Sadie Crosby, aged five, from Whitefield Hall in Bettystown in County Mead. Thank you so much for dropping it in. Merry Christmas to everyone in LMFM, it says in the front. And it's in, in Kids Cards for Kelly. It's in there and you never know, Sadie. Thank you so much. You've made my day with that lovely card, I promise you. Final break of the afternoon and after the break, the gardener in your life. What to get them this Christmas time? Nikki Kyle sorts this presents out. It is December. The garden is still on the go. Yes, it is, folks. You might think it's the shortest days of the year, etc. But there's loads going on in the gardening and she's eternally busy. And we're delighted to have her just before Christmas join us on the show for her final feature of 2023. Nikki Kyle, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you, Jerry, too. This time of the year, we're thinking ahead already and looking forward to the spring. Let's talk about seeds and seed catalogues, please, first. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you look at it now, the the 21st of December is the shortest day of the year. That's the gardener's new year. That's when we need to be on the starting blocks and we need to have ordered all our seeds. And I can tell you this year, they're selling out fast. Some are actually sold out already and some are in very short supply. So it's really important. Um, you know, and we've got some terrific Irish um, uh, organic independent seed companies now who, who are, you know, who have a great range of varieties, everything you could possibly need. You don't need to go on to the, the, the global, big global seed companies. You know, the Irish indigenous ones are the ones we should be supporting. Who are you talking about? Give us a few names. First of all, we've got brown envelope seeds down in Cork who I'm thrilled to say have my favourite medium round tomato, John Bear, on their list this year. I think you tried it in the summer, didn't you, Jerry? I did. They were gorgeous. 
Absolutely gorgeous. I gave them seed of it a while ago, as it's impossible to get anywhere. They grew it this year and absolutely loved it too. Uh, and as well as being one of the very best flavoured tomatoes, it's early, it's very productive and disease resistant, and it dehydrates brilliantly too. So you can use it for everything. Uh, and not all tomatoes are as useful. If you only grow one tomato, then grow this one, and I promise you won't regret it. But grab seed before it sells out, because they wouldn't have a lot. They also have uh, uh, the small bush tomato mascot got on their list, which does really well in, in pots and grow bags, as you know, Jerry. You saw it here in the summer. Yes. And a fabulous flavored French bush tomato called Naked Honeyman, which really has a fabulous flavor. Um, then there's Cedarholic, uh, who have a, f- a fabulous flavored early broad bean called Eleonora, um, which I'm sowing uh, this week, actually, uh, because our springs over the last few years have been sort of quite hot early on, and then they get cold again. But broad beans don't like that. So I'm, uh, for the first time ever, I'm sowing them before Christmas in the polytunnel um, for an early crop instead of in January or February. Um, and they also, Cedarholic also sell our favorite um, cobra climbing French bean, and that actually sells out very quickly. It's very popular. That's a terrific bean. Oh, we're still eating the beans uh, out of the freezer. And then they're so diverse, uh, S-O-W, diverse in Cork, and they have a terrific list of unusual and very rare heirloom varieties which can't be found anywhere else in Ireland. Um, They also list the fabulous flavoured Dr. Carolyn tomato, which I gave them a couple of years ago and can't be found anywhere else. Uh, And that would be almost as good as John Bear, uh, but slightly later. Uh, Their lovely um, red romaine coslet is very unusual and doing really well here in the polytunnel at the moment. It's very tasty. Um, Then there's Fruit Hill Farm, who have an extensive list of veg varieties, including um, celery, tall green Utah, um, which is the most reliable variety, uh, a terrific uh, range of useful garden tools and accessories, which make great gifts. They've got a, I mean, if you can't find something on there, then it's already sold out, you know, because they've got a brilliant list of gifts and useful things. Um, Seeds Ireland and Irish Seed Savers also have a lot of good varieties. But, you know, it's really important to support our indigenous, independent Irish seed companies. They sell terrific organic seeds, open pollinated, which you can save seed of yourself. You won't find them in any of the big uh, seed companies' catalogs because they prefer to sell F1 hybrid varieties that they own the patents of, so they make more money. But because of that, they've stopped selling many of the reliable old varieties, which are much better for gardeners, better for biodiversity, and better for the climate. Um, And uh, most of these seed companies also uh, do gift vouchers, too, which brings me on to another great gift idea. (laughs) And this is the one I've been talking about all year. We've been talking about all year. It's a homemade grow bag kit, which comprises a bag of organic peat-free compost, uh, along with a large plant tray, which has enough space for a bag of compost lying flat, and also a half bag or large container. This will grow healthy salads or anything else for the lucky recipient uh, and is a gift which just keeps on giving. I mean, you saw how well everything cropped this year, Jerry, uh, in them. And, you know, you can grow a huge range of salads all year round, not just in the summer uh, and other veg. Uh, and, and they were actually so productive that they paid for themselves in the first six weeks of, of cropping what I, I planted. Um, and uh, the Klausman Organic Peat-Free Compost is available from White's Agri and Lusk, but also from Fruit Hill Farm uh, and some garden centres. Um, the Garden uh, Garland 
giant or giant plus grow trays, which I have, uh, are very strong. They'll last for years. They're made from recycled plastic uh, and are available online and in store from several suppliers. Um, this month, I've actually written about them on my blog uh, and show, show you how to set them up. So once you've got the stuff to do it with, then you can sort of go ahead and set them up or just wrap it all up uh, and give it to somebody else. But the whole package actually would cost you between 40 to 50 euros, depending on where you get it. That, that would be an organic peat-free compost from Fruit Hill Farm or White Sagri at Lusk, um, which costs roughly 13 euros. Then the grow tray will cost an average of about 25. And you could also include a 10 of voucher for seeds, and that's the whole package. And so for roughly 35 to 40 euros plus the few seeds, you could buy someone healthy and delicious food for at least a year because you can go on planting stuff in them, save them money, and give them endless hours of enjoyment, good for their physical and mental health. I mean, where else would you get so much for so little money? I say here, here to all that. What a gift to give at Christmas time yeah. to get somebody going, maybe that hasn't before, grow for themselves, and look at the benefits that Nikki's mentioning yeah, there. And it takes up very little space, too. Yes. You know, I'm personally amazed myself, um, having not grown that much in containers over the years, uh, and, and now as a necessity I have to, um, that actually they've been so productive, that they're brilliant. I'm actually now putting a whole side bed in the tunnel I- I- into the same, so that I, I don't have to bend as far, you know? Terrific. Um, and another great uh, gift, actually, is an apple tree. Uh, which is something that just gets better every year. Future forests have a terrific range, um, the best range in Ireland, I think, um, and they just keep on giving for years. And they, they also help biodiversity and absorb carbon um, to help the planet. So there's lots of suggestions for, for varieties on my blog. Other gift ideas are good, thorn-proof leather gloves, stout leather gloves. You know, they're not cheap. I think they're between 20 and 25 euros, but, I mean, that's, I mean, they're always welcome because they wear out, you know. Um, or, or a big roll of polytunnel tape is always useful to have on standby, as I learnt last week when mine got slashed. <laughs> um, lovely big containers to grow things in. Cloches and fleece for protecting crops. Microgreen growing kits. Propagators. Um, and then you can go right up to the more expensive gifts, such as food dehydrators, rechargeable battery-operated electric mowers. Um, Bosch do a terrific one, which I've abused badly for 15 years, and even I can't break it. (laughs) And all the way up to a polytunnel. I mean, I could go on all day, but we haven't got time. Ah, Listen, you've given us loads there and many wonderful suggestions for the gardener in people's lives this Christmas time. As you said there earlier on, the 21st of December, that is the day, that's the beginning of the gardener's year, and it is imminent. It is imminent as we speak. Well, Nikki, look, you're a mine of information. NikkiKyleGardening.com. Check out Nikki's blog. All the information is there. Thank you so much for your wonderful advice through the year and bringing us a new angle on container and grow bag growing this year. It's been absolutely fantastic. And please, God, I'll see you in 24. Well, I've really enjoyed doing it, Jerry, and I hope everyone has a happy and safe Christmas and a very happy New Year. And they're all raring to go next year because I've got lots more ideas. You always have. Nikki, God bless you. Happy Christmas. Thank you. Same to you, Jerry. That's a lot in late lunch this Monday afternoon. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with the drive. See you tomorrow, one thirty. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 